In this class, we begin looking at various ethical, and thereby biblical issues. Some may say these are political, but they are not. If God's Word speaks to every topic specifically or in principle, then they are biblical matters, and we as Christians must be able to give a defense for what Scripture says with gentleness and respect, 1 Peter 3:15. For this section, we will look at the issue of when life begins. People fumble on this matter, give different times, or state specific requirements, such as self-actualization, when they feel life begins. But, this is a biblical and scientific matter, it is not a sociological or cultural construct as many state. I'm going to first quote a former presidential meeting held at a church in California. This is not a political statement, but to show you how serious of a matter this is. Rick Warren, at what point does a baby get human rights in your view? Senator Barack Obama, well, I think that whether you are looking at it from a theological perspective or a scientific perspective, answering that question with specificity, you know, is above my pay grade. 1. The matter of when life begins is a massive subject. In fact, this in many ways is something that could have impacted me. When my mom found out she was pregnant, I had a relative who encouraged her to abort me. I'm glad my mom chose life. First. A. What the Bible says about when life begins and what the church can do. 1. God is in control of life, Genesis 30 22-23, Ecclesiastes 11:5. Genesis 30 22-23, God remembered Rachel. And opened her womb. And she conceived, and bare a son. Ecclesiastes 11:5. As you do not know what is the way of the wind, spirit, or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, life, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. See also Genesis 1-2, 29-31, 1 Samuel 1-19-20, Job 10-11, Psalm 139-13. God is in control of conception. He gives life. He is in control of when a woman conceives or not. 2. We are commanded not to murder, Exodus 20-13, 21-22-25. Deuteronomy 27:25. Exodus 20:13, you shall not murder. Exodus 21:22-25. Now if people struggle with each other and strike a pregnant woman so that she gives birth prematurely, but there is no injury, the guilty person shall certainly be fined as the woman's husband may demand of him, and he shall pay as the judges decide. But if there is any further injury, then you shall appoint as a penalty life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound bruise for bruise. These verses are very clear. God views the baby in the womb as a human being, and if men, or women, fight, and that causes the baby to be born prematurely and the baby dies, the person is considered a murderer, and was to be put to death. There were parameters put in place for accidents, but there is no question about these verses. Deuteronomy 27:25. Cursed is the one who takes a bribe to slay an innocent person. Murder includes those who are born and those who are not born yet. For those who are not aware, abortion is a multi-million dollar a year industry, if not much more. Those who murder for money, whether adults or children, will be held accountable by God. See also Genesis 9:5-6, Exodus 21:12-14, Deuteronomy 5:17. 3. We should give alternatives to abortion and give counseling. There are many wonderful pro-life ministries in the world. Some are based in churches, and others are standalone ministries and organizations. Some travel around and show pictures of what unborn babies look like, to help men and women understand that what is in a mother's womb is a baby. Many don't stop there. They provide practical help and counseling for women who decide to choose life and have their baby. They also remind them that adoption is a viable option. Example, I know of a Christian pro-life center in Jerusalem, called Beit Hayim. 
I have been there a few times on my mission trips to Israel. It is a great ministry. They don't just encourage women to keep their babies, but provide items for them for a year, such as clothing, diapers, and more. They also provide Christian counseling. That is a brief overview of what the Bible says and what a church or ministry can do to help women understand that they have a baby within them. What does your church offer to girls or women who are considering an abortion? b. What science says about when life begins. Fertilization, egg and sperm unite, and all the characteristics of the father and mother are placed in the genetic code of the 46 human chromosomes. Life begins. Weeks effect. 3. Heart begins to beat and pump blood. 6. Brain waves can be measured. 10. Baby will grasp an object placed in the hand, all of the organs function, feet are perfectly shaped and circulation occurs, skeletal structure and nerves are present. 14. The baby's heart pumps several quarts of blood through the body every day. 19. A baby can survive outside of the womb with today's technology. 3. Distinguished and brilliant professors. Patrick Lee, the Macalier Professor of Bioethics at Franciscan University of Steubenville, author of Abortion and Unborn Human Life Christopher O. Tollefson, College of Arts and Sciences Distinguished Professor of Philosophy at the University of South Carolina. Robert P. George, McCormick Professor of Jurisprudence at Princeton University, co-author with Tollefson of Embryo, A Defense of Human Life. Point out that there have been countless scientific monographs and scholarly articles, in embryology, developmental biology, and genetics, explicitly affirming that a human being at the earliest stage of development comes to be at fertilization. They cite three among many possible examples. Human life begins at fertilization, the process during which a male gamete or sperm unites with a female gamete or oocyte, ovum, to form a single cell called a zygote. This highly specialized, totipotent cell marked the beginning of each of us as a unique individual. A zygote is the beginning of a new human being, i.e., an embryo. Keith L. Moore, The Developing Human, Clinically Oriented Embryology, 7th edition. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Saunders, 2003. Pages 16, 2. Fertilization is the process by which male and female haploid gametes, sperm and egg, unite to produce a genetically distinct individual. Signorelli et al., kinases, phosphatases and proteases during sperm capacitation, cell tissue res. 349-3-765, March 20, 2012. Although life is a continuous process, fertilization, which, incidentally, is not a moment, is a critical landmark because, under ordinary circumstances, a new, genetically distinct human organism is formed when the chromosomes of the male and female pronuclei blend in the oocyte. Ronan Orehili and Fabiola Muller, Human Embryology, and Teratology, 3rd edition. New York, John Wiley and Sons, 2000, p. 8. Emphasis added. Lee, Tollefson, and George Wright. We can cite dozens more examples. The authorities all agree because the underlying science is clear. At fertilization of sperm, a male sex cell, unites with an oocyte, a female sex cell, each of them ceases to be, and a new entity is generated. This new entity, initially a single totipotent cell, then divides into two cells, then, asynchronously, three, then four, eight and so on, enclosed all the while by a membrane inherited from the oocyte, the zona pellucida. Together, these cells and membrane function as parts of a whole that regularly and predictably develops itself to the more mature stages of a complex human body. From the zygote stage onward. This new organism is distinct, for it grows in its own direction. It is human, obviously, given the genetic structure found in the nuclei of its cells. 
and it is a whole human organism, as opposed to what is functionally a part of a larger whole, such as a cell, tissue, or organ, since this organism has all of the internal resources and active disposition needed to develop itself, himself or herself, to the mature stage of a human organism. Given its genetic constitution and epigenetic structure, all this organism needs to develop to the mature stage is what human beings at any stage need, namely, a suitable environment, nutrition, and the absence of injury or disease. So it is a whole human organism, a new human individual, at the earliest stage of his or her development. This is why it is correct to say that the developing human embryo is not a potential human being, whatever that might mean, but a human being with potential, the potential to develop himself or herself, sex is established from the beginning in the human, through the fetal, infant, child, and adolescent stages and into adulthood with his or her identity intact. 2. In addition, Dr. Jaime Gordon, Mayo Clinic, by all criteria of modern molecular biology, life is present from the moment of conception. Dr. Micheline Matthews Roth, Harvard University Medical School, it is scientifically correct to say that an individual human life begins at conception. Dr. Alfred Bongio Annie, University of Pennsylvania, I have learned from my earliest medical education that human life begins at the time of conception. Dr. Jerome Lejeune, the father of modern genetics, University of Descartes, Paris, to accept the fact that after fertilization has taken place a new human has come into being is no longer a matter of taste or opinion, it is plain experimental evidence. 3. See abortion. I have addressed in the notes, but I want to focus on it now. Because God determines when life begins, and because science is very clear, we must conclude as Christians, that all life is precious. Even if a baby was conceived in a horrible situation, such as rape, the baby was not the one who was at fault. I know this is a very sensitive issue, but we must look at this from a biblical worldview. While rape is a terrible indignity, two wrongs don't make a right. In fact, the sin of a mother murdering an unborn baby is greater than the sin of the rapist violating a woman. Having an abortion in this situation amounts to punishing an innocent party. It is the rapist who deserves punishment, not the unborn child. The raped woman who has an abortion must now emotionally deal with two terrible events, the horrible and crushing indignity of being raped, and the guilt over killing an innocent human being. Babies who are conceived by rape have every bit as much right to live as any other human being. And to have that life snuffed out is a crime against them and against God. 4. All forms of abortion are hideous processes. 1. is Vacuum curatage. This is where a suction tube with a sharp cutting edge is placed into the womb, where the suction dismembers the body of the developing baby and tears the placenta from the wall of the uterus, sucking blood, amniotic fluid, placental tissue, and fetal parts, www.nrlc.org slash abortion slash facts slash fetal development.html, into a collection bottle. There is partial birth abortion, where a baby is partially delivered, head still in the womb, has scissors stabbed into the back of the skull to open a wound, in which a suction catheter or tube is inserted to suck out the child's brains. There is poisoning and starving that are done to kill the child, all because of lies and money. The organization, National Right to Life, www.nrlc.org, gives details on what women go through who have had abortions. Abortion causes great suffering and emotional pain. There is the possibility of sterility, internal bleeding, incomplete abortions, allergic reactions to medications, perforation of the uterine wall and death. Just so that you know, fetus is Latin for child. So even when someone uses the word fetus, unknowingly, they still admit it as an unborn child. There are various arguments people give to justify abortions. Here are some. 1. A woman has a right to privacy over her own body. 2. 
There are therapeutic situations where abortions are necessary for the well-being of the mother, including the need to alleviate the inseparable indignity that pregnancy by rape forces upon a woman. 3. An unwanted pregnancy results in making a child vulnerable to neglect and abuse. 4. Compassion is needed for women whose lives may be theoretically threatened from illegal abortions by rusty coat hangers in back alleys. 5. All abortions are inherently and primarily medical decisions. These reasons appear to have merit and even seem rather compelling. However, the one major assumption built into all of these reasons, once again we see assumptions, is that the unborn child is not truly a human person but only a potential human life or person. If the unborn is not a person or individual human being, but merely a tissue or unnecessary appendage, then the arguments for abortion are convincing. If, however, the unborn child is truly a person, then all these arguments, and other similar ones, turn out to be nothing more than an emotional appeal without moral justification. 5. There is another, and very common statement used to try and justify a woman's right to choose. The saying or phrase is, my body, my choice. Well, you choose to do with your body as you decide, what to eat, drink, what to wear, where to go, etc. But this is an empty statement for those who want to think. There is another body within the womb of a woman, with a 50% chance it is a male. So, while you can choose what to do to your body, there is another body, created in God's image within you. Application. Before I finish, I want to address one more area. I know women who have had abortions, and it does impact them. There is such guilt, remorse, fear, and more when a woman comes to realize she has terminated, not just a life, but her own baby. The depression and difficulty can last for decades. If you have had an abortion, first, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He has completely forgiven you. If you are a guy who encouraged his girlfriend, fiancé, or wife to have an abortion that was done, if you are in Christ, you too are completely forgiven. Romans 8 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation at all for those who are in Christ Jesus. Colossians 2 13-14, And when you were dead in your wrongdoings and the uncircumcision of your flesh, He made you alive together with Him, having forgiven us all our wrongdoings, having cancelled the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Second, you may need to get some counsel, and heal from the hurt and guilt. Talk with your pastor, or denominational organization to find out whom you can talk with. Healing takes time, and you need others to help you. Give yourself time, and it's okay to cry and grieve, because that is part of the healing process. Third, the baby is in heaven, and because you know Jesus is Lord, you will see him or her again one day. God is merciful, and 2 Samuel 12 gives insight about this, when Bathsheba lost the first child she had with King David, in his adultery. David said he would see the child in 2 Samuel 12:23. Perhaps you know someone who has had an abortion and want to minister to her or him. The same principles apply for you to step in and help someone. But know your limitations and seek out your church leadership and search online for a local pro-life organization that can assist you and those to whom you minister. Last, and this is where we see the connection with evolutionary thought. Evolution gave an excuse for those who want to make money in killing children. As evolutionary ideas became more accepted, it became easier to accept abortion. Abortion certainly existed before Darwin popularized his evolutionary ideas. However, his evolutionary belief has been used to give abortion supposed respectability in certain people's thinking. And think about it. The more generations of people that are told what is developing in a woman's womb is just an animal, because all humans are supposedly just animals, apes, the more people will think of unborn babies like spare cats. If you get rid of spare cats, why not get rid of spare humans by abortion? After all, if humans are just animals, 
why does it ultimately matter what happens? 6. Additional resources. Books. Crafted by God, from fertilization to birth, Georgia Purdom and Stacia McKeever. If God made the universe, who made God? Dash various writers. The Modern Creation Trilogy, Volume 3, Society and Creation, Henry M. Morris and John D. Morris, this comes in a set of three. Websites and articles. https colon slash slash www.bchame.com, this is the pro-life ministry in Jerusalem mentioned in the notes. https colon slash slash answersingenesis.org slash sanctity of life slash answering pro-abortion arguments does life begin first breath slash https colon slash slash answersingenesis.org slash sanctity of life slash abortion slash is it really a matter of life and death slash https colon slash slash www.thegaspellcoalition.org slash course slash the beginning of life abortion slash hashtag how should Christians think about abortion, while I do not endorse everything from the GC, this is a list of resources that are helpful for further research and practical helps. Greater than list of quotes from medical textbooks slash scientists proving life begins at conception. Greater than do Christians support aborting children conceived in rape? Dash. 1. Keith Pavlishek, when does human life begin? First Things Online, https colon slash slash www.firstthings.com slash blog slash first thoughts slash 2008 slash 08 slash when does human life begin slash August 18, 2008, accessed April 5, 2023. 2. Justin Taylor, scientifically, when does human life begin? Gospel Coalition Online blog, https colon slash slash www.thegaspellcoalition.org slash blog slash Justin Taylor slash scientifically when does human life begin slash January 25th 2017, accessed April 5th 2023. 3. Pavlishek, when does life begin? 4. Ron Rhodes, The Complete Book of Bible Answers, Answering the Tough Questions, Eugene, Oregon, Harvest House Publishers, 1997, 373. 5. Norman Geisler and Peter Bocchino, Unshakable Foundations, Contemporary Answers to Crucial Questions About the Christian Faith Minneapolis, Minnesota, 2001, 372. 6. Ken Ham, The Lie, Evolution Slash Millions of Years, Green Forest, Arkansas, Master Books, 2012, 147-148.